is an intro. Let's do this. Hello and welcome back to OK Fine. I'll watch it. The podcast where I, your host, Rahat Sani, discuss incredibly popular media that I've never seen before and I'm watching for the very first time with someone who loves it. Today's spooky month episode features a Tim Burton stop motion classic and no, not that one. We're talking about Corpse Bride. Our guest this week is a dear friend, an ex-roommate, and a resident Spooktober expert, Caitlin Woods. But before I continue today, I should tell you that the spookiest thing to happen to me this month has been this goddamn head cold, which is the first time that I've been sick in two years, not to brag. So if I sound like a disgusting, phlegm-filled monster... That's just me getting into the seasonal vibe. Okay, please appreciate my commitment. Thank you very much. Now, without much further ado, let's get into the episode. This week, we have a very special guest, my lovely friend and spooky season aficionado, Caitlin Woods. Hello, Caitlin. Hello. Hello, hello. I'm so, so excited to have you on the podcast. Tis the season for you to shine. It really is. I love this time of year. October is like my month everything great are, happens in October are you like born around this time too is it I like am your, yes oh when's your birthday October 28th okay, I am so, a Scorpio yeah. so oh, love I feel like it. it's very love it. you know very spooky very mysterious we love exactly. Scorpios we love we love the energy of this time it is there is something really fun you know about it is the, yeah like there's an autumn chill it's crisp in the air and wear a lot of like sweaters like turtlenecks just I love layers yes I love I love the rain I'm just yeah big big fan and what a better time than this to discuss this movie Corpse Bride yes is this one of your favorite movies it is um I would say it is definitely in the top like five of all time and then like wow. in Halloween it's like definitely like top three I think that's sick. That's a that's a pretty high ranking considering yeah. how many movies there are about this time of year. Yeah. There's there's quite a few. And I remember asking you like, okay, out of all the movies that could you could possibly discuss, which one are, do you feel like the most qualified to talk about? And you said Corpse Bride. Yeah. So here we are. What a freaking movie, dude. <laughs> I watched it twice. I saw okay, it good. once yes. a couple days ago and then I watched it again today because I just wanted another like refresher, allow it to, you know, affect me in a different way. And it's it's good because I definitely saw things because I take notes. And so, like, it's so easy in a split second in a movie like this to just miss, like, a, you know, a little clue or a detail or a joke or a bit or something. And so definitely. I'm really glad I watched it twice. Um, but let me start by asking you, what's the first time that you ever watched this movie? How Like, how long ago do you think? Um, I think it was, like, the year it came out or, like, the year after. So I was a wee, a wee babe. I was, like, well, it came out, like, 2005. So I was, like, 10 or something. um and I just remember like my dad I guess bringing it home on like DVD or whatever he's like okay we're gonna watch this and like this Tim Burton like he's just he's this guy you know he's this spooky man um that is very cool and we're gonna watch this and you're gonna be amazed and I was like all right let's do it and I watched it and I was like I'm gonna make this part of my personality (laughs) It's funny how that happens when you're young. Yeah. Sometimes it happens when you're old, too. Like, you know, but this is impressionable. I'm going to. It is. It is. And like, I can imagine, especially as a child, 
this movie being pretty pretty freaking fantastical yeah it kind of had like everything that you would want in a movie like Mm -hmm. if you're a young child that like loves the spooky season like yeah it has skeletons dancing and it has like (laughs) playing uh, their own bodies of instruments yeah like what what more do you want (laughs) it has honestly has romance it has intrigue it has mystery like it does. It has it all. So that, I mean, that kind of takes me to my next question, which is like, what do you love about this movie? Because there's a lot to love, honestly. Uh, yeah, there's so much. I love like, just like the whole kind of vibe it gives off. It's very like spooky, but in a way where it's like, we're not trying to scare you. We're just trying to like show you how cool like this kind of side of things can be, you know, like spooky doesn't necessarily mean scary I guess is like the best way to describe it like totally which is something that I really appreciate because honestly like I I love the spooky season I just think it's a fun vibe but I also don't like being scared like I don't I don't (laughs) love horror movies I talked about in this this in the last episode too like I don't like being actually terrified and like carrying that feeling around with me for days Mm -hmm. but but I like the aesthetic. Like, yeah. I like, the, I like the spooky vibes. I think that's really sick. It's and, fun. Yeah, exactly. I just, I love it. I think it really kind of brings back that nostalgic feeling of this time of year as well. Because like, I mean, I, I do really enjoy horror movies and like, I'll watch a slasher fic, like no problem. Be like this, this is my jam. But I think coming back to Corpse Bride is just so yeah nostalgic for me and it just reminds me like why I really like this time of year because it's not always about the scares sometimes it's about realizing that you're dead and you need to move on from things and that's okay yeah it's like a it's a surprisingly deep and heartwarming movie and one thing that I like right from the beginning there's there's certain things that are just like little little clues about how like mystical and magical it's going to be which I really like uh like one thing that I caught this time uh, because I think last time I was like setting up my notebook as the opening like credits were about to roll in and I saw a picture of Victor with his dog Mm -hmm. like right right as the movie was starting and I was like oh my god that's so sweet that they put that there at the beginning and I know it's gonna come in in a bit yeah it made me so happy I know but like one of the first clues to I, I felt like with the with the direction that the movie takes is that butterfly that yes. Victor has. It's so beautiful and it really doesn't fit right? with the rest of the world. Yeah. It's just like this beautiful, colorful thing. And then you look, it like travels and you look out and you're like, wow, this world is uh, dark. Not, yeah. It's not great. It's literally dark. There's yeah. nothing going on. There's like, it's, it's so, yeah, I mean, it, it's supposed to represent like, you know, I'm assuming, I don't know, Victorian England only yes. because Victor and Victoria is so present in the story. <laughs> um, but I have to assume it's Victorian England. I'm just going based on the names, but um, you know, it's supposed to represent like a pretty, you know, not colorful time. And uh, it, it's the fact that they juxtapose like the gloomy living world with this, lively and joyous underworld is so fun yes so beautiful so exciting it's just like it kind of reminds me did you ever watch outlander no i didn't okay well it reminds me of 
the the way that in the first season I didn't watch all of it but um when they inter- it's about like a tra- time traveling woman right and she she goes from the 1940s into like the I don't know seven, 16 something 17 somethings I could be very wrong about the year but she travels back in time and the present where she is originally like where the show starts it's very like sepia toned you know like very kind of the way that people shoot um times that are older but then when she travels to the past everything is vibrant and colorful and lively and and it's a very sort of I think it's a really really fun way of showing that you know this is where the adventure begins yeah is, is in this transition into this colorful lively thing and I think it kind of ties back into that wonder that I feel like a lot of children must have felt watching this mm-hmm. and and going back to what you said about like spooky doesn't mean scary it's like the underworld is spooky but it's also fun. Yeah, they're clearly having a party down there. Yeah, they're having a blast. Yeah. And I love that. I love that it's sort of, you know, it's it's wild to think of this movie. Um, you know, whenever I do films that are that may have once been marketed to children, it's always like, okay, what would it have been like if I was a child watching this? Right. And I really love that they kind of make death not that scary. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great thing that this movie and just like Tim Burton in general have been able to do I think like just because I think a lot of his movies are like more obviously catered towards children like that's just always been like his kind of thing and I think he does a good job of being like okay like you know we're gonna die one day and I know that's probably scary like you don't want to die you don't want your family to die but like they're gonna go to this fun place and it's gonna be so great and like they're gonna be able to like just have a good time And it's going to be so fun. And so it's okay. Like, you can be scared, but like, it's okay. It'll all be okay in the end. Yeah. Something about, you know, you can say goodbye and and that's okay. Because, I mean, obviously this kind of gets a little spiritual, but, you know, he very clearly is like, you'll see them again. Yeah. You know, which is really beautiful. Like, the the fact that they reunite Victor Victor with his dog. I know. That's just like, oh. Oh. I love it. How many kids have probably gone through that, right? How many kids watching this? movie may have gone through losing a pet and that could be a really significant grief for a lot of kids you know before they've learned other forms of grief and or grief with other people I should say and and yeah I just think that's that's really beautiful um but let's talk let's talk about these characters oh yes I think there's a really fun bunch (laughs) Who's who's your who's your fave um I mean I think I have to go with Emily just because she is She's so great. She, oh. I love her. She, everything about her, I love. Um, but I also really like Mayhew just because of like the weirdness of him. Like he's just this like silent coughing man. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, this, okay, this guy's, uh, what's going on here? And then yeah. he dies and you're like, oh wait, he talks. Like, yeah. It's not until after he's dead that he talks. Yeah, and, like, you just feel like he's just kind of, like, there, not really listening to things, but, like, clearly he's, like, oh, it goes, he dies, and he goes and tells Victor all this stuff that's happening. He's, like, oh, well, what are you gonna do? Yeah, gotta yeah, move which, on. <laughs> which I feel like, you know, kind of gives you a little insight into, into his life, like, he's, like, it is what it is. Yeah. I love his, like, thick Cockney accent, too, which you don't hear until he's dead. It's just so, it's like, oh, that's what he sounds like. Okay, yeah. if you say so. That's <laughs> like, I guess. so funny. No, I agree, though. I love Emily. I think Emily's awesome. Also, like, n- don't mean to sexualize corpses, but she's a hottie. I know, right? Like, she, 
I hope I look becomes I, her really honestly like. I hope I look that good when I'm dead <laughs> I was like she is working this outfit she's working this aesthetic like the love, sexy dress like oh it's my just, god like, so not of the time either like yeah I I'm know just, right like imagining her like before she died in this like huge dress and then like she died it's like all right time to become sexy <laughs> like all right it's time to have a dress that a dress that looked like it was on say yes to the dress in like 2009 um no I love it I love her outfit I love her yeah I love the the details in her in her entire like look I mean okay this this kind of goes to one of my other questions about the film this is a stop motion slash claymation film right now I don't know a lot about the process for how those are made I know that it's it's very, intense. <laughs> very intense. I know that it requires a lot of labor and like a lot of like painstaking detail. But all that being considered, I have to ask, maybe you know the answer. How did they make Victor's mom's titties bounce like that? <laughs> <laughs> because, <laughs> oh my God. They were just there they were in charge did this stop motion like animate her tits bouncing because that's hilarious yes there's probably some person that was like in charge of like okay time to go up yeah minuscule (laughs) minuscule tit bounce in each as she takes every tiny step it was so fucking funny because like watching you know if you watched a normal woman's tits bounce you'd be like okay that's just what tits do but if you see a a stop motion character's tits bounce you're like someone (laughs) someone did this shot by shot or slower than that like they they did it in such excruciating detail and that makes it so much funnier that they put (laughs) that in the movie that's so ridiculous yeah and i mean it works it works (laughs) not complaining (laughs) This is me getting like super nerdy and technical about it for a minute, but like Corpse Bride was one of, it's kind of like, okay, Corpse Bride kind of changed the game with stop motion almost because you look at like older stop motion, like if you look at even Nightmare Before Christmas, for example, like they had to change the heads for each time that the character had like a different facial expression basically and and they're like no no that's gonna take too long so they basically created these like tiny 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 gears to put inside the like puppets so then they could like twist an allen key in emily's ear and then she would smile and like like these minuscule twists so i'm almost imagining like minuscule gears in victor's mom's boobs <laughs> someone's just like poking her and like twisting it up a little bit bounce bounce bounce, <laughs> yeah. bounce. so crazy i also love that the parents of both victor and victoria live in extremes like yeah uh victor's victor's mom is thick so his dad is skinny <laughs> and like victoria's mom is tall so her dad is short i <laughs> I just think I'm like that's how all hetero couples should be. Yeah. I think that's how we should arrange everybody. Is like you that's have to find works. someone. Oh yeah, you have to find someone who's like physically your opposite. Yeah, and that's the only way you can. When get they're married. arranging marriages, they're like, okay, this one and this one. Like. Yeah, exactly. Which I mean, they are arranging their marriage. Yeah. In fact, Victoria's parents, uh, Victoria's mom, I felt very. <laughs> After watching Victoria's mom talk to her, repeatedly being like, oh, the scandal. Oh, we can't. The impropriety. I was like, this is actually they see representation on screen right now. They don't know it. They, but they're they're representing like arranged marriages and they're representing like the stereotypical Daisy mom. <laughs> Not my mom. 
But other desi moms. <laughs> because the number of times I've seen that exact same scene happen in Hindi, too many times. So many times. Lock her in her room. Make sure she can't escape. Yeah, I've seen that scene a billion times. <laughs> and I was like, Tim Burton has got, like, didn't he go on record saying that people of color don't fit as a Oh, yeah. He, like, he has said some absolutely trash things about that. Yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I mean, I, don't, I haven't, like, looked into it because I don't spend my time, like, researching racist celebrities. But, yeah. um, but I know that he's gone on record basically being like, yeah. yeah they just like don't they don't just don't meet the vibe he was kind of like oh, god it was such a weird quote too it was almost like he was basically like well he's kind of like if they work in the thing then they do but if they don't then they don't and I was like oh, kind of vague old man shit is that yeah. like it sounds like someone trying to cover their ass but like doing a bad job yeah and then all these people are like you guys don't understand like his aesthetic is dead people and you're like <laughs> Did you know that people of color You're like, also I die? hate to break it to you. White people are not the only people that die. God, I wish. That would be crazy. <laughs> Can you imagine? The world would eventually be only people of color. Yeah. Obviously. That would be, Which, like, yeah, it's gonna maybe. be anyway. I've been saying for years. I'm like, the racists, they're having a hard time because they're dealing with the fact that pretty, sh- pretty soon everyone is gonna be beige. Yeah. Like a deep, deep beige. And they're not going to look porcelain white. <laughs> they're going to um, look back on Tim Burton and be like, oh, uh, histo- history. <laughs> they're going to be like back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't, I think, I think some of his movies are pretty amazing. Like, I think this movie is pretty amazing. I, I would never go, go to bat for the guy and be like, he's a genius. No, I think people like- can be very amazingly talented and be racist yes that <laughs> they are not mutually exclusive they're like, not mutually exclusive at all it, so yeah, you know you know he can be very good at movies and be kind of a dick so yeah. it's fine um but yeah it's just it's funny because i'm like you think you're not putting people of color in your movies but victoria's mom was actually a brown mom. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot in your face <laughs> in your face you did it by accident exactly but I do, I do love all the side characters that get like little moments. I just think it's really beautiful and really well done. Mm-hmm. Like, like when all the dead people come to the land of the living and they like reconnect with their. Oh, loved it's ones. so so fun, so nice. I love it. It's just so beautiful, and like again with like having that perspective of you know this was marketed to kids. The fact that the first person to recognize like their dead loved one was a kid, mm-hmm. being like grandpa. I just thought it was I so Grandpa? Grandpa? <laughs> very, very cute. And, and you know, like, that, like, I imagine that from the perspective of a child, how that makes these skeletons and, you know, demons and scary things way less terrifying. Mm-hmm. And I think it also just, like, puts a lot of faith into children in general. Like, they understand more than we think they do a lot of the time. Always, always, dude. Having worked with children in a professional capacity many, many times... They understand a lot more than people think they do. Yeah. And that's also yeah. they're the funniest people on earth. I know. They'll say some like out of pocket stuff and you're like so <laughs> so unbelievable. And you're like, how how are you walking around <laughs> just saying shit like that, dude? You are funnier than I will ever be. And that's okay. That's fine. I accept it. I accept it. I do. Um there is, of course, the uh the villain of the story. Oh yes. Lord Barkis. Lord Barkis. We hate that guy. Yeah, he's a slimy man. Yeah, he sucks. He's like the worst kind too. He's like, 
a murdering gold digger. Like, yeah, he sucks. It's kind of intense, actually. Like the fact that he murdered Emily in cold blood. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just so like. I remember, like, as a child, before I kind of understood foreshadowing, when <laughs> it's revealed that he killed her, I was like, "Whoa, that like." <laughs> I knew I didn't like that guy, but you know, I, I don't. I didn't know why. Didn't know why. I just got that bad vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like as a child, you're like, I knew something was up with that man, yeah. and it's like, well, the 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 storyteller's very explicitly told you, but <laughs> but you know, good on you as a child for figuring it out. You know, Hell I yeah. got there eventually. So exactly. I was like, oh man, wait, he said he wanted to kill Victoria too. It yeah. all makes sense. <laughs> It all makes sense now. Also, like when they do the 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 skeletons are telling Emily's story in the shadow, it's straight up him. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I did realize that when I rewatched it. I was like, oh, yeah, it's like behind. <laughs> They're not. That's that's literally his giant butt face chin right there. <laughs> They're not trying to be subtle about this. They're very no. much like this man is the bad guy. Like this will come into play later. Don't worry. Yeah, keep an eye out for that for later. Wink. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. I do, I do love how much everyone loves Emily, you know, like in the underworld. I just, I think it's so lovely. Yeah. The way that they're all rooting for her and how happy they are when, when she gets a husband and, you know, they want to throw her a party. And when it's not working out, everyone's like, no, 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 it'll work out. You're better than any girl who's alive. Fuck that. You can't breathe. Whatever. Like, yeah. Okay. So you can't breathe. Okay. All she has over you is that she's a living person. Who cares? You play piano. She doesn't like, yeah. They're like, who who gives a shit? Okay, so she's breathing. Who cares? Everyone knows that's temporary. <laughs> that's like actually facts. <laughs> yeah, true. Go like, off. we're all gonna stop breathing at one point. Like, it's true. It's she's just like <laughs> Emily's just a little bit ahead of everybody else. Like, it's fine. Exactly. What is the song they sing? Die, die, we all pass away. <laughs> I wrote it down. I was like, this song is such a vibe. I know it's so good. Fuck, like, that's another thing that I love about this movie is the score and the so good the songs, especially remains of the day which is the one that um the the character's name is bone jangles (laughs) i love it which i love it is so fitting yeah and yeah genius danny elfman is great i love him he's done like basically every tim burton movie and he has a great band um boingo boingo if anyone's into like (laughs) weird art pop stuff (laughs) It's like, what? sorry, what's the band called? Say it again. Oingo Boingo. Oingo Boingo. Yeah. Honestly, give them an award for just the name. Right? It's great. I love it. I love that. I love that. Well, that's that's great. No, I think the I think the music is uh, a great part of the film. I love when musicals do their musical thing, which is like when they have, you know, a bunch of exposition through a song. And it's like by the time, like the beginning song, you know, everything you need to know. Mm-hmm. I love by it. By the end of that first song. They're like, like okay. Now we, know, now we know their motivation, and now we know their motivation. There's an arranged Great. marriage. Something's going down. It something's has to go down. to plan. Nobody they, is allowed to sway from it at all. Everything has to go according to plan. I wonder if it won't. <laughs> hmm. Curious. Um, interesting. And also, you know, like, they set up the, you know, they're in it for the money, and they're in it for the money. Like, the parents suck. Yeah. They set it up right from the beginning. They're like, we're not rooting for the parents. We're rooting for these two people with the almost the exact same name. I know. That was other. so weird to me, too. Like, there's all these things that I realize now, like, that I'm, like, thinking about it rather than just, like, watching it. I'm like, wait, why do they have the same name? I what is could that? not tell you. I <laughs> have no idea. Yeah, it's like, I even watching it the second time, I'm like, is there a reason? 
Is there like a, is there a thematic element I'm supposed to get from this? What they're both in the same position? Is that, I guess, is like, that why they have the same? Like you could, like, I, I don't, I don't think it's necessary. I think it's strange. And I yeah. wonder if kids watching it would be like, why? That's I feel like so kids weird. are very like, this is, that's their names. Who cares? Yeah. I don't think they, you know, I don't think they, think they dwell on stuff like that, but I do. Yeah, I do. And, and I, I have like, a few questions, Tim Burton. I was trying to why? look into it too. I'm like. Why is this a thing? And the only thing I could really find out is that I think Tim Burton just likes the name Victor because in Frank and Weenie, the kid's name is Victor. And I'm just mm. like, okay, like, I guess you just like this name. It's, I, I guess, guess. it's kind of weird. Like, you don't meet a lot of Victors really anymore. I don't think I've ever met I don't a think Vic- I've ever met a Victor. Well, that's why we watch Tim Burton movies, I guess. <laughs> For the old-timey names. For the old-timey names and the exclusively white cast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the pale pale people the, pale, the very very pale people <laughs> what are we gonna do without them friends we will be right back i love i i love all of the people in the film but i i agree that i think emily is something special because i love the way that she breaks the cycle of what happened to her yes i really like i, th- I just think the ending is really beautiful yeah i really you know, like, like there's a lot of stuff that happens in the film and i think there's a lot to a lot of the plot that I appreciate, like, before we get to the end, I guess, the the fact that Victoria actually gets married to Barkus is not something I saw coming. I mm. kind of expected that to, to not happen. I thought they would, within the, you know, the deadline before that marriage is supposed to happen, I thought they were going to, they were going to, something was going to happen. In. Something was going to happen. I thought that was going to be the climax. But, but I like that it wasn't, you know, because obviously that led to the, you know, well, you're only married until death do you part. Mm-hmm. The um, ultimate climax. They the got ultimate. you got tricked at first. I did. I got, I fell for it. I thought it was gonna be. I, thought, I was like, wait, what the fuck? And then I was like, okay, well, maybe Victor does end up with Emily. And I was like, not mad about it. I was like, Emily's awesome, and Victor's fine. Yeah. So like, Vic- that- okay. <laughs> Victor, listen, <laughs> Victor is yeah. He's definitely the definition of fine. Um, yeah. I think when I was watching it last, I also wet blanket came to mind. Yes. He's just, he's, he's just there. A, he's a pathetic little man. <laughs> he really is. And they just, they really just played into that. They're like, I just don't know if they wanted us to actually like him that much. Like, I mean, I didn't walk away being like, wow, Victor. <laughs> what a, what a man. Like a dreamboat. Like he didn't even save himself in the end. Like Emily like waltzed in and was like, I'm going to fix this for you. Yeah. First of all. Yeah, like, absolutely. Uh, both the both Emily and uh, Victoria like did way more. Yeah, like Victor like is kind of the main character, but he like also stuff just happens to him. Yeah, he doesn't do anything to kind of the only thing he does to kind of fix his situation is trick Emily into going mm-hmm. back to the land of the living. And even then, he does like a bad job of that too, because he just goes immediately to the to Victoria's house. Yeah, and like leads leads Emily right there and also like he never once tries to explain to Emily yeah what happened it's like "Mm, you know he's never like I was supposed to marry someone else I was practicing (laughs) yeah if I don't go back she's gonna be left on the day of her wedding yeah you know because maybe Emily might have even empathized to some degree like I understand very nice I've been there (laughs) exactly I'm like which is what she does in the end she's like I can't put someone else through what I've been through yeah and so you're free you know like I made sense but yeah I mean I I was 
I was not that into Victor. He was fine. He was there. It's, yeah. it's okay. He's he was, just like some man that looks like a toothpick. <laughs> he's he's walking around. It's a little like stick man, like <laughs> a little with little Johnny Depp's man. face, like oh no. <laughs> His voice too is so just like breathy and yeah. like, small. <laughs> it's so funny, like oh god, thinking like it's kind of funny to think of it as Johnny Depp because you see Johnny yeah. Depp in like all these other movies and like like stepping away from the Tim Burton universe where he's always kind of like pale and sickly but like in like Pirates of the Caribbean or something he's like oh yes I am a man and then here he's like oh no I accidentally married a dead person (laughs) that's the thing the last time that I saw Johnny Depp in was for the podcast and it was Pirates of the Caribbean (laughs) and so now I'm like Johnny is that Johnny I know it's logically I know that's Johnny Depp but what I'm hearing is a man going oh no (laughs) (laughs) oh dear Mickey Mouse behind the mic. It's very, very. I mean, it, it works like in it, it's it's the right tone yeah. for the movie, but it also yeah, it does not sound like Johnny Depp. And I at first I thought Victoria was Helena bon- Bonham Carter, and then I realized very quickly that that was not the case. Yeah, because I was like, I don't think that's her. It does not sound like her. And then Emily came in, and I was like, that's yep, there she is. I that found makes, her. <laughs> found her. There she is. I mean, she's gonna be somewhere in the movie. Obviously, this is a Tim Burton film. Yeah. She, her and Johnny Depp, like, it's a Tim Burton film. They're just going to be there. Like, yeah. In what capacity? Who knows? But they will be there. They have to be. I think I think everybody involved is contractually obligated yeah. to make movies with each other. For, like, the rest of their lives. It's just... Yeah, for the rest of their careers, they have to. <laughs> until one day they're in the underworld, and then I'm assuming they'll continue. Yeah, I'm like, he'll have all of his lovely dead white people to film movies with, so, you know. Yeah, exactly, because white people are the only ones who die. Exactly. So it's going to be perfect. Yeah. He's going to have a lot of selection to choose from. Um, so what, like, what about this movie do you, um, like, what secret info do you think you can give me? Any, mm. any fun facts you want to share? Um, any behind the scenes intel you have? Behind the scenes intel. I just have some, like, really weird nerdy facts about it. But, I love it. Okay. Please go on. So, well, I kind of, like, started explaining how it kind of, kind of changed the game as far as stop motion goes. Um, right. With all the, like fancy little gears that I think they got like a watchmaker to help them make like wow they are very intricate if you see videos it's it's pretty crazy they'll have like the the puppet and then they'll just like put a little allen key in their ear and they go deet, 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 and then they turn to a little <laughs> smile and like all these I like thought, I thought it was pretty amazing when they had like Victoria's dad like the the short guy with his with his with his constant frown yeah when she was like honey smile and his like face like <laughs> like creaks into like a half smile I thought that was pretty amazing because yeah. I know or at least I kind of know that stop motion they work with like heads and I was like how do they do that yeah it's all these tiny random little gears in there and like they can make all these subtle facial expressions that mm-hmm. kind of just I don't know makes it so much more human and stuff like in old stop motion it's always very kind of like jerky and Mm -hmm. I when I was younger I was like scared of stop motion because it was it felt kind of like uncanny valley to me I'm like okay they're 3d but they're not moving like they should and it's Mm -hmm. very weird but I think like the smoothness and like the almost like artistry of a lot of the stuff in Corpse Bride really showed that there was a bigger world within stop motion and that you can get creative and you can create amazing beautiful scenes I mean they still take like a thousand years to make but 
I can only imagine. Yeah. And that was, I think, another really interesting thing about stop this particular stop motion. They filmed it digitally, um, whereas in the past they were like using film, which is like oh, insane. Okay. But with yeah. digital ones, it could be like, okay, click, and then like change it, and then be like, click, and then they do it, and then they can watch it back right away and be like, oh, this didn't work. Like we have to fix it. So it like cut down the amount of time that they had to spend on things. Like obviously they still have to spend like three days on one scene, but I'm sure yeah. it kind of like help them get more like able, just able to like get the little things more accurate and mm-hmm. not have that like insane, like jerky feeling that yeah, which, I feel like you know, other it, ones do. It's funny that you mentioned that because I've never really been a huge fan of stop motion stuff, which is not to say that I don't respect how much work goes into it, because of course I do. But I think uh, there's not a lot of stop motion things that I've been a huge fan of in my life. And and like even uh, was the Nightmare Before Christmas made before this? Yes, I think it was in like the 90s. So it was like yeah, a I while watched, ago. I watched that. I remember a while ago. I don't I don't fully remember the movie that well, but I remember watching it. And not liking it that much. Because I, I think it's that same thing of, like, something about it. And, like, for, you know, for a horror or, not horror, spooky-ish movie, it kind of works. Like, the yeah. like the, the, the skeletons move the in, like, ske- a weird yeah. way. And you're like, okay, I get it. Exactly. It, like, kind of works for the genre. But even so, I just, I found it, like, a little bit unpleasant to my, just to my eye. I didn't love it. But this one, I, like, I remember writing down, like, this is stop motion, right? <laughs> like at some point in the in my notes, because it was it was a lot smoother, and like I've never seen a stop motion film like this, where it's like that wasn't like at some point I stopped even thinking about the fact that it was like stop motion, yeah, because it didn't it didn't look like it and it didn't feel like it. The only times I really thought about it is when um, Victoria's uh, no Victor's mom's tits were bouncing. Yeah, you're like how how the how, hell I was did like, they how do did that? they do that? How did they do that? That's nuts. It makes like, no the, sense. The, put so much like someone wrote that into a script i'm assuming it's yeah, like, like she enters right, the she, room she her tits a... bounce <laughs> i would imagine if someone's like screenwriting a film about my life i'm assuming they would write that about me they're like the titties have to bounce the titties have to bounce otherwise how do we know she's moving <laughs> <laughs> it's uh part of the deal you know it's um, gotta happen it's gotta happen so what else what else nerd shit do we know about corpse mm. bride well, okay, one of my favorite things that they um, did in the movie was how they um, shot, like, all the scenes with Emily, like, twirling around, like, her veil and mm-hmm. her dress. So just beautiful. like, oh, my God, absolutely amazing. Like, it's – sometimes you're like, how how are they doing this? And, like, yeah, the trick is truly. some of it is CGI. But okay, the sometimes, sometimes they would mm-hmm. – they had this, like, veil and it would – it had like teeny tiny little wires in it. And they were basically like, okay, so somehow we have to make this flow while she is walking. And so it's like a mix of very, very intense stop motion with these teeny wires that are like, like, okay, I figure out how to make it look like it's in the wind. Mm-hmm. And then some CGI on top of it to kind of like give it that Smooth flow. it out probably. A yeah. Bit. yeah. But like, if you asked me to point out which was like stop motion, which was CGI, there's no way I could tell you. No, for like it's sure. that good. It is. It really is. And like, 
Yeah, some of those scenes with her, like when they first get back to the land of the living and she's just like twirling around the trees and 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 even even towards the end, you know, like I think there's so much like her her because she's got all this fabric and it is so much freer than um, Victoria's wedding dress, for example. It's so much freer than anyone else's clothes. Again, yeah. very out of out of period, her outfit. <laughs> I love it. I love Don't it, but like wrong. not for the times. I'm like a strapless dress <laughs> with a sweetheart neckline please in, like, in what year dude what is happening like winter right now? and you're like what is happening I mean I guess she's dead so she doesn't feel cold but I do oh my gosh I do love that uh there's so many like little dead people puns that I feel like the land of the dead they make like I, I think the the spider comes down at one point and she's like why so blue <laughs> and you're like <laughs> and there's like, like little bits um I love it elder goodnick is like why do you want to go up there like people are dying to come down, to come here. down here and you're like so ah, you silly man uh, speaking of I had a question about him I loved elder goodnick or whatever his name was get necked <laughs> I don't know um but What's the, like, lore? Like, did he die as a very old person, or do you age after you're dead? That's a good question. <sighs> like, what do you assume? Because I'm assuming there's no, like, real answer. But, like, yeah, what I feel you... like there's no answer. I want to say, I just feel like he was so, he's so wise about, like, dead people things. Like, I can't imagine he died as a dead person. Like, or he died as an old person. Obviously, he died <laughs> as a dead person. Like, obviously, like, I can't imagine he died as an old person. But right. then at the same time, like, if he died as an old person, he kind of fits the look. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm dead. I'm, I got something to do to occupy my time. Might as well become the, I don't know, like the, the pastor, wise man, wise man or, of, yeah. of the underworld. Like, hmm. yeah, I, yeah, I would assume, I don't know. Part of me feels like maybe he died as an old person already. And then, like, just has been here for a very long time, too. Yeah. You know, that's, like, that's sort of what I assume because I I was curious about whether or not he would continue to age after he's dead, you know? But, I mean, I don't think there's an answer to that. That was just a question I had while watching the film. I was like, I wonder how long he's been old. (laughs) Like, was he old when he died or has he just gotten a lot older? What's going on there? When he was murdered, he was actually six, but he's been here for so long. (laughs) He's, Um, like, with the first first guy. First arrival in the underworld. Oh, my God. Dude. The ending of the film. <laughs> Speaking of new arrivals, the ending of the film, um, I just, I love, first of all, I love, I already mentioned like the juxtaposition of the, pre- like the living world and the, un- and the underworld, but I love when they cut from like the ginormous cake that the underworld people have made for the wedding and then they cut to the tiny, tiny, tiny. depressing cake. <laughs> <Yeah, I know. laughs> Sorry, I'm coughing. <laughs> Ew, hate it. Um, yeah, when they cut to the tiny, tiny, depressing cake of of the living world, it's just beautiful. Yeah, um, I think it's like a funny, like other juxtaposition between the two worlds because, like, clearly the underworld is like super pumped that there's gonna be a wedding. They're like, yeah, it's party time. Like, they love each other. This is great. We should celebrate that. And then in the land of the living, they're like, no, marriage is not for love. Actually, like, it is a transaction yeah and like maybe you'll be in love and that would be cool but like that's not the purpose of it no they they say it like it's so it's so explicit at the beginning where she's like do you think your father and i like each other like obviously not (laughs) again that is desi representation (laughs) (laughs) Uh, which is not to offend desi parents who are in love but just to say that many are not um brown people don't like to get divorced it's too expensive (laughs) 
them do. And it's, I'm happy for them. Um, but at the end, like the, the whole sequence with, with them almost getting married and then not getting married. I knew from the second they poured that poison that someone was going to drink it. Yeah. You're like, who's it going to be though? What's it's gonna, like a, it's, going it's like, you know, the gun, if you show it on stage, it has to go off. It was like, like Chekhov's poison cup. Yeah. Chekhov's poison cup. <laughs> this, is, this is Tim Burton's poison cup. It has to, so it has to get drank. Um, and God, like this, as soon as Barkus or whatever the fuck his name is, started walking towards the cup, I was like, yes, bitch. Drink that here shit. We, here we fucking go. And he was like, they were like teasing us with it too for a second. He's like holding the cup and talking. I was like, no, don't talk. Don't talk. You know, just drink. Just drink. Just drink. Yeah. Toast to Emily, you bitch. <laughs> toast to Emily and see what happens. And he's Fuck probably around, like, find out. He's like standing there too. He's like, yeah, they're not going to try and stop me because they know that they have lost. And they're yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah. so satisfying. Just wait a minute. I love, I love that the, like, the old skeleton is like, hang on, hang on, hang on. We're in the land of the living. And then he takes us up and he's like, all right, go off. <laughs> go off, everybody. I love it. I love it. Because also, you know. Like, I knew at the end of the film. I'm like, they are ripping him apart yeah. to this day. Yeah. E- everybody in the underworld is on Emily's side. And they are going to kill like, this oh, man shit, in his you? death. It's you? This guy? It's you? This fucking guy? I love it. I love that the one of the skeleton's literal jaw dropped to the literal floor. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was so, so funny, so silly. And, like, no, obviously not a huge reveal to any adult paying attention. Mm-hmm. But but I think, like, the score comes in handy with, like, stuff like that, yeah. too. Because it's like, it's like, oh, it's like, oh, but I left you. And Emily's like, for dead. And it's like the yes. lights and the, the music it's, is like, da da it's so good it's You're so like, good yes. it's dramatic yeah you know i knew it was gonna happen this is so cool <laughs> yeah i mean it's you know the dramatic irony is a thing you yeah, know like fine. we we know but the rest of the characters don't know and it's exactly. it's amazing that they found out it's amazing that they caught him and it's amazing that he's dead now yeah we love to see it and i can't like to me when i keep raving about the ending i really am talking about emily becoming a bunch of butterflies yeah that's i love it just and beautiful i feel like some people are like stupid like emily and victor should have gotten married i'm like okay you missed the point like victoria is maybe a little bit boring but i think it's just because they didn't flesh out her character that much yeah like yeah she's a good character but she's not given a lot to do either exactly right? you know, most like, of the movie is not about her but I do love her little spurt of courage that yeah, she gets. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to save she... Victor. Yeah, and Again, I like that. a woman doing something for Victor that he didn't yeah, do classic. himself. So, yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's uh, very, in a way, realistic that the pastor obviously is like, I know how to help you. Let's get you trapped back in your house. Yeah. Um, Great. So, you know, very, very good. But, you know, I love that she, I'm sure she's lived in the, you know, in the captivity and like immense control of her family all her life and she's probably been fine with that but you know after meeting victor for five minutes and deciding that they're perfect for each other she is now like actually i'm gonna sneak out and i'm gonna save this man and i think i mean that is gross in some way but i I agree i think they just didn't she didn't have a lot of screen time either like she didn't have a lot of opportunity to show us like more of who she is and you know i get why people would want emily and victor to end up together when they were almost married i was kind of like I, you know i get like i, I, I be, guess like yeah like i was you're kind of watching mad. you're like well i guess it could go this way yeah and it seems it like a viable yeah. outcome to some extent it's but just like uh victoria got married guess i'll die yeah yeah which you know 
get very, married to very Emily. healthy response. Yes, you know, to, it's like to your like fiance marrying someone else. It's yeah. like, guess I'll die. You're like, man, shut. And I feel, I guess I I'll feel marry like this hot corpse. That's fine. It's like a very watered down version of a lot of like Eastern European, like Gothic tales of like sacrifice and death and mm. in the name of love. And oh, actually, that is another fun fact about Corpse Bride. Mm-hmm. Um, it's supposedly based on this like 19th century or like older, um, like Jewish folktale called oh. The Finger. So basically, oh, okay. same same thing happens. Like this man goes into the woods to practice his vows, accidentally marries a dead woman. Um, I don't know the rest of it, but I was like looking into it and it's like apparently this like kind of quite dark storyline where it was like based on true events that would happen where like Jewish people would be getting married and then kind of like fleeing or like traveling away from these people that would like these anti-semitic people that would Mm -hmm. go and kill them and kill the woman particularly because she would be the one that was like having children and yeah all this stuff and it's just like exactly and it's like whoa that's intense dark not romantic not beautiful at all um but I think it's I don't know it's just like a for someone like Tim Burton to like take a folktale about like oppressed people and like be who he is and like be like well I have a certain aesthetic you're like okay buddy yeah like there's something very very shady about it yeah you're like like, I I don't know if your intentions are good yeah I mean I, I I doubt it but also you know freaking hollywood it is it is what it is at this point and hopefully it gets better but that i'm not holding my breath yeah um i do want to say that like talking about the the characters and stuff in the film um one thing i love about the present world is the town crier i'm like i think that's my dream job just yelling the the gossip just yelling gossip i'm like this guy he gets paid he gets paid to just be loud and, mm-hmm. and talk shit. I do that for free. <laughs> okay? And I f- would love it if someone paid me. That would because be, that would be nice. Honestly, ideal. Like, just, like, walk around making a bunch of fucking noise and being like, did you hear the guy was making out with this other girl <laughs> on the bridge? It's like, hey, man, mind your business. <laughs> but, like, he is being paid to do it. Yeah, That's and I feel job. like it's, like, a good in to, like, everything. He gets all the gossip, like... It's like, yeah. why are you here? It's like, I'm the town crier. Yeah. I literally need to know. I need to know. It's like, he's just in people's houses. Like, so what's happening? What's I'm going to go tell everybody. How's your marriage? By yeah, the way? how's your marriage? You guys thinking about divorce or no? What's going on? Yeah. You guys trying to marry each other, ma- marry the kids off or like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, anybody out of money? Anybody want to tell me what's going on? I love it. I frankly, I love it. I think it's, I think the film is a really, really um, beautiful spooky um like fantastical kind of magical experience yes it's very whimsical very whimsical very whimsical and and you know kid-friendly in the best ways where I think I think the fact that it sort of it looks at these big questions of like life and death and um you know sort of mystifies but also demystifies um, like the underworld in a fun way like because it's like well maybe it's sad but or or or, or it's fun. 
Or like, it's the best. We literally don't know. So being so able might to as like well. imagine a nice place is like very fun. Yeah. And like what a what a great gift to give to, you know, children who might be struggling with their, you know, grief and uh, who might be coming to terms with loss is like, hey, maybe the people that you miss are having a blast. You know, and I think yeah. that's just I think that's just like a beautiful message, uh, especially for a young audience. Mm-hmm. And while I think Tim Burton may be a racist, I think the film's kind of good. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the that's always the complex thing of looking at anything on this podcast is, uh, hey, maybe the people who made this are bad <laughs> and racist, but, but I'm you here know, to I, just watch the movie. It's so. a good movie. <laughs> it is. It really is. I, I loved I loved watching it. And I think like the I think there's no end to how much you could look into the way films like this are made because truly I think it involves a level of expertise and artistry beyond my understanding yeah it's like I have such huge props to stop motion people mm-hmm. it's it's all the behind the scenes stuff that like you know really makes Tim Burton like who he is like he has the he has the character designs but he doesn't bring them to life like he draws him and gives him to somebody and they make this like unreal puppet that titties bounce. Like it's yeah. insane. You know? Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. It is. It is. And like the the people behind these films, like beyond just, you know, it's easy to, to think of like the director or the creator as the person who created the film. But really, it's like countless people's labor. Mm hmm and love and an art um and soul in yeah. in these movies so you know honestly props to them for for everything cuz yeah the character designs like the the you know as kooky as some of them are like as as extreme as some of them are obviously it's part of the aesthetic for lack of a better term and and it works like it works in this world i love the s shaped old people yes it's they're like <laughs> crooked they're like they're not cr- <laughs> like cr- they look like chairs yeah that's <laughs> just like i'm like you i could sit on hildegard <laughs> i could have a nice nap and like, oh, yes, thank on you. her body it's so ridiculous and like but the I crazy hair of victoria's I, mom like oh her hair looks like balls but why does her yeah. hair look like someone's balls i want to know i have so many questions who did that who did that and why i love it but why yeah. like oh. you can you can do that in a live action movie with like wigs and things but it doesn't have the same excitement and like craziness as like when it's an animated like stop motion thing because it's just like I don't know it lives in a different world right it lives in a different extreme that's more it is more magical because I think having you know having real people in that same situation like I think you have to bend I don't know I think you have to suspend your disbelief differently and um, and I, I think, yeah, I think that's part of why people love, you know, animated and, and stop motion things. And I, for a long time, didn't quite understand that. But I think the more I expose myself to movies like this and other movies that are animated or stop motion or whatever, like, I start to see the appeal of the endless possibilities, you know, like, yeah. the the extreme caricatures or, or the, yeah, just the the way that people can explore beyond our world. I I really have started to like embrace that and really celebrate it because I think it is special that you can kind of create anything. Mm-hmm. Um you just have to have the right creative minds behind it, you know? And um another honorable mention to the pastor's hat. Yes, that was very good. Very so, good hat. <laughs> so long, so droopy. So ridiculous. <laughs> I 
Love it. Again, want his hat. I want his hat. I want to wear it. Um, it would probably hit the ceiling from where I'm sitting right now. And I am obsessed with that. I know it's drama, (laughs) the absurdity and the, yeah, the, the drama of it all. I just love it. It's, it's so great having that kind of stuff in like a movie versus like a standard, like Disney movie or something like those movies are beautiful, but it's just like, okay, you're just, there are people. And then you go to like these kind of like stop motion films, like even like Coraline and like that kind of stuff. It's just like, okay, this is like a next level kind of thing. Like you can get creative. Like it's just great. I love it. Yeah, me too. And I I get what the hype is about because when I mentioned to some people that I was watching this movie, there was a lot of excitement. So I get it now. I mean, I do think it's great. And like, I actually wasn't, I wasn't expecting to love it as much as I did because probably because of my experience with watching some stop motion films before and being like, I don't know, it's just not my thing. And now having watched this, I'm like, actually, this one kind of is my thing. I, I get why people yeah. love this one. So I think I'm it's like, like, I would watch it again. I would, yeah. I've watched it twice already and I would still watch it again. It's super underrated, I think. And I feel like it kind of slips people's radars a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure why. I guess it's just because Tim Burton has more famous movies that people like turn to when they're like thinking of him as a director or it just like came out at a really weird time because he a lot of the cast and Tim Burton were working on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory at the exact same time I see and that was his like big movie so I feel like Corpse Bride didn't get the premiere and the excitement that it really deserved and I think At part the of time anyway. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But now people I think are like looking back and being like, oh no, this is like, this is a, just a great little spooky, romantic, exciting story. that story. Yeah. That like, I think everybody can find something in it. Like no matter what kind of story you like or what kind of person you are, I think there's going to be something in it that you're like, all right, that was cool. I like yeah. that. Yeah, that's awesome. And is, so is there now, would you say, uh, does this movie have like a, you know, a big fandom or does it have like a, you know, a cult, cult classic, you know, level of love? Like, does it, uh, are there people that would call themselves fans of Corpse Brides or part of the Corpse Bridal Party? I don't know. I don't know if there's a, I don't know if there's a name. <laughs> that would be so funny. <laughs> I think that would be good. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think it's like a cult hit. The Mm -hmm. same way that, like, Nightmare Before Christmas is a cult hit. Like, you see so much merch and, like, so much, like, excitement for that movie. And I feel like Corpse Bride is more like a soft hitter when it comes to, like, a fan base. Like, most people that I talk to, like, have seen it. And they're like, yeah, it was good. And then I think they'll, like, rewatch and be like, oh, wait, no, this is actually, like, very good. Yeah, I like it a lot. And... I think it's on like a lot of like lists it's like oh like I have a Halloween list that I watch every year and like Corpse Bride is on it like I feel like it's that kind of that kind of level of fandom Mm -hmm. it's definitely yeah like a sleeper but it's definitely worth the time I think I agree and it's it's a short watch too it's like an hour long I know it's like honestly that's also why I love it because it's like I'm like man spooky season I haven't had time to sit down and watch a movie yet and I can be done before like nine o'clock and I'm like this is great like this is exactly the right amount of time for like a spooky nostalgic 
kids movie like absolutely I agree and I think I think that's just I mean in general I just love a movie that's that length yeah uh, as someone who grew up watching Bollywood movies I just love it when a movie is like an hour long I'm like whoa <laughs> this is great I thought wow we just got started and now we're done because <laughs> um, yeah I just you know I love it when they just you know they hit the action run, yeah and then it's you know they, they hit all the points and it feels like the story has been told it doesn't feel like you know we're dragging anything along and I'm sure in a movie like this it, to get to an hour it took them probably like four years to get enough <laughs> yeah footage, I think it but... took them like two years to make it but it was in production for like 10 like yeah 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 yeah. it's like I can't I genuinely I think am not qualified to even assess how long <laughs> like something like because I I would need like a, a piece by piece like understanding of how stop motion even works to like really comprehend yeah what kind of creation process goes into a film like this so you know I, I would I would recommend anyone who hasn't seen it to, to check it out just because I think it's a great I think it's a great um watch and I'm thank you for recommending that I watch this for the podcast because yes. I think it's, I tell uh, everybody I think it's a great one yeah no I love like, it like watch the corpse bride like and then I and then I go into this whole thing I'm like yeah I was corpse bride for Halloween when I was in grade five yes like, I love that I was, was honestly if I had like a I think I might if it's like the kind of costume that would require like a little bit more commitment than I usually oh, have yes. to offer. It was how like, long did you prepare to be Corpse Bride? Well, for I think I had the idea like maybe like I mean, I always think of Halloween ideas like year round just because it's my it's big month. T- it's like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Gotta, understandable. This is your time. Exactly. And when I was when I was younger, I definitely had more energy to put into it because I wasn't depressed. But, you know, um, <laughs> relatable content. <laughs> So my mom and I actually went to Value Village and we were like going through the wedding dress section and we like found a wedding dress. We're like, all right, we're going to buy this wedding dress. And I'm like 10 years old. So I'm little. This Mm -hmm. wedding dress is for like a grown person. Right. So we had to like tailor it a bunch. And like it was it was more of the times, I would say, than Emily's dress actually was. It had like slightly puffy sleeves, like long, like big tail and all this stuff. And um we were like ripping it up and all that stuff. And I remember sitting like in my TV room with Corpse Bride on and we would be like pausing it and being like, okay, so there's a rip here and like there's oh, this. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so much, so much attention to detail. Yes. And my mom made like a beautiful veil for me. Aww. And she like had all the little like rips and swirls and like a little dead flower crown and it was just, like, it was so beautiful, and I loved my costume. Like, it was a little Did you awkward. do, like, blue face paint and stuff? I didn't do that. I did more, like, just, like, general dead person because I was, like, I don't know. Like, blue is a lot. Like It is. It is. It's a lot of commitment. And I was, sure. like, I think as a child, I'm, like, I just think I'm going to get annoyed with it and scratch it off or something. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. you were, yeah, you were 10. I so was 10. Like, I was still running around trick-or-treating and, like, carrying this huge, like, train (laughs) behind me and I was like but yeah it was like one of my like favorite Halloween costumes I ever did just because like it was a character that I really loved and um it was also like a whole thing like with my parents too it was like okay we're gonna make this great costume and like have a good time with it and like really try to make it as like realistic as possible and I think that's just like a really nice memory too yeah so yeah it just like yeah the movie just has good vibes for me yeah, even and it's special even though it's spooky awesome. yeah mm, I love that well sweet I mean I think I've covered basically everything pressing that I had to say about 
the Corpse Bride film. Did, is there anything in particular you still wanted to share? Mm-hmm. Anything we didn't get to? Anything you want to say to people? I don't think so. I was just like, as I was watching it the other night, I was writing things down and like my notes are just so funny. Um, one of them was um, Disney for weird kids. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I see that. Um, another one was Tim Burton has something about dead dogs. There's Does a de- he actually? Is there a dead dog in a lot of There's dead stuff? dogs in everything. Like in Nightmare Before Christmas, there's a ghost dog in um, Frank and Weenie. It's like uh, this kid that brings his dog back to life. And maybe I think he, it- maybe he lost a dog when he was. A yeah, kid. I think he like I think he, he probably has trauma. Yeah, when he yeah. was a kid and he's like, I love my dog. I miss my dog. I want to like yeah. show kids that like, yeah, you might miss a pet, but like they'll probably see you in the afterlife. So yeah, that's nice. Which is really I do like sweet. that. Yeah. I also just wrote butterflies with four question marks. I I think the butterflies in the film are really beautiful and really, because, you know, butterflies, they tend to represent like transformation. Yeah, like rebirth, like hope, all this stuff. mm -hmm. And I think it's nice to have Emily like become some butterflies because she's, I don't know, moved past a point in her afterlife. Yeah, and she's free, right? And what's more free than something that can fly? And yeah, I, I love, I love it. I, I think it's a beautiful way to end the film. The, the butterfly, cause also like it's a motif that carries throughout the film, which mm-hmm. is really lovely. And, and yeah, like her, her release, her like, her like breath that she takes, like the sigh at the end. It's just, it's just beautiful. And to watch, you know, like she did also die like a really sad and uh, awful death. So to watch her, you know, finally have the, the closure that she wanted. Is, yeah. Is really really beautiful and like just acceptance to just like yeah. okay like I wanted to be a bride and uh, you know that didn't didn't work out for me but I'm not gonna stop somebody else from being a bride just because I didn't get to I think yeah. like that really big growth for her yeah absolutely and it's a it's a beautiful message too I think again like thinking about a child audience that you know you can have dreams and you can also let them go exactly you know if they no longer serve you and especially if they come at the price of someone else's too yeah and I yeah I just think it's I think it's a beautiful way to end the film like 10 out of 10 no notes on that it was uh really lovely and both times that I finished watching it I was like ah it just leaves me with a good feeling yeah and And you're like oh wait this was this had skeletons and dead people in it and you know what it was still lovely Yes, right? It's still, still lovely and beautiful. Still, like, heartwarming. Exactly. Even though it's full of dead people, which I love. Which I love. What a better vibe than that for Spooky Month. Sweet. Thank you so much, Caitlin, for being on this podcast episode. I, I'm i really grateful that I got to watch this film. I think it's this is, this is the spooky season vibe that I am here for. Yes, I love it. I love hearing that. I love imparting my corpse bride uh, obsession onto people. Honestly, yeah, like I'm, I'm gonna talk about this movie with other people and encourage them to watch it. I'm probably gonna get my family to watch it just because I think it's, it's like you know, it's very, it's very of the time, very of the season, but not in a way that's gonna haunt you when you go to sleep. You yeah, know? like and you I don't want to be love... scared all no. October. You gotta no, take no. a break. Exactly, exactly, and I, I think this is a nice, beautiful break. And that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much to Caitlin for being such a lovely guest. Always such a blast talking to you. But before I finish up this episode, I have an important announcement. So listen up. There will be 
a Halloween episode this month, outside of our usual schedule and available on actual Halloween. So keep your eyes and ears peeled for that gross. I want to thank you all for sticking around till the end if you did to listen to that announcement. Of course, I'll be posting it all over the internet and you'll see it again, but you know, we'll see you on the 31st. As always, I want to hear your thoughts about this episode, about Spooktober, or about literally anything else, which you can share with me through the OK Fine community discord. This is linked in the bio of the podcast Instagram. The Instagram, of course, is at OKFineIllWatchIt. By following the Instagram and joining the Discord, you can stay in the loop for what I'm watching next. And of course, you can recommend what you think I should watch. Spoiler alert, I might listen to you. Finally, please remember to subscribe to or follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode like the upcoming Halloween one. And rate and review if you liked this episode. That's everything from me. If you join the Discord, I'll see you there. Okay, bye.